This is WMPG in Portland, Maine. My name is Dr. Ann, and this is Safe Space, a show devoted to subjects that are hard to talk about because they make us feel vulnerable, afraid, or ashamed. This month's theme is on being gay, lesbian, or bisexual in Maine. My guests tonight in the studio are Jen Hodsden and her daughter, Soleil, and we're doing the show on either being or having a lesbian mom. Jen is a lesbian mom here in Maine. She writes a monthly column in the Bollard called Queer Bee. It's a column about being queer in Portland. And the latest queer activism thing that Jen is up to, because she has a long history of being involved in many interesting things, is she's participating in a panel right here at USM on intergenerational queer activism on Thursday, June 18th. Contact USM for more details about the where and when of that. Soleil is 11 years old. She's just finishing sixth grade. She loves theater and just got her first major role as Tabitha in the play Once Upon a Pandora Box. Soleil is really into manga, which is Japanese comics, and anime, which is Japanese cartoons, for those of you like me who may not know much about that world. And one other thing to know about Soleil is that her favorite band is Tokyo Hotel. Welcome to Safe Space, Jen and Soleil. Hi. Hi. Thanks. So glad to have you both. So, Jen, I want to start with you, and let's start right at the beginning. Where did you get the sperm? (laughs) Well, um... You know, it's interesting because a lot of my friends are now trying to have children, you know. Um, But I got the sperm the old-fashioned way. Um, I had a relationship with a guy and got pregnant during that relationship. I see. So you didn't have to order it on the internet (laughs) or screen it. No, no. Or like pay lots of money because they were fancy or went to some cool graduate school. No, it was totally free. I see. (laughs) (laughs) And at that time, did you think of yourself as bi or how did you identify yourself? Yep. At that time, I did identify as bi. Um, and uh, that was the case um, when I was in high school as well. Um, it wasn't until after um, that relationship ended, a little bit after that, um, that I started to review my sexual orientation and kind of try and figure out what was going on. And at the risk of being too personal, how did be? I, I think many women wonder, am I bi or am I not bi? And I, I, how did it become really clear to you that no, in fact, I am lesbian? Um, I just, I, uh, well, okay. So after, um, after my relationship with Soleil's dad ended, and I found myself um, a single mom, um, which I hadn't really planned for. I actually thought that the relationship with her dad was gonna was gonna last that we were gonna get married and um, and it and it didn't work out and so I, I found myself a single mom and I was pretty sure that um, I was not ever gonna be able to find a woman who would date me um, as a single mom and, oh. and um, so I uh, I tried I moved to um, a small town um, on the coast of Maine um, up north of he- of Portland and um, and tried really hard to uh, to be straight. Like I tried really hard. <laughs> um, uh-huh. What does that mean? Um, well, I mean, just that like I um, denied all aspect of my queer identity. I wasn't out in any sense to anybody um, in that town. And um, so you sort of thought the only way to have a partner would be for a man might marry a single mom, but a woman would not. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and in some ways I think that um 
the relationship with Soleil's dad, I, I think that I've always preferred women over men. And so the relationship with um, her dad was a little bit of an exception, you know, in my in my preference, in my history. Yeah, yeah. I figured it had to be if you weren't thinking you'd be with him forever. Right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but, you know, that time when I was trying to be straight um, was probably the the saddest time in my entire life. Like I was um, really um, suicidal and unhappy. Um, mm. And uh, and so, you know, I, I didn't um, I didn't actually come out to everybody because I hadn't been out to my whole family and, you know, only to select people before this point. But then, you know. I moved to Portland from this small, you know, mid-coast town. Um, and uh, and like I had planned it all along, um, which I hadn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I came out almost immediately. I, I, um, I, the first weekend that we were in Portland, I got a babysitter and I went to um, the gay bar in town, which was the underground at that point, and um, met a nice girl and... Um, and that was how I ended up coming out to my entire family, um, that I was in a relationship with this woman and, um, and, uh, and, you know, I introduced her to them. I see. So when you say you didn't plan it, it wasn't like you were consciously thinking, I need to move back to Portland and reclaim myself, but it kind of just happened immediately. Right. Yeah. It happened. That so way. maybe unconsciously there was something happening. Oh yeah. I definitely think so. But it was, you know, it was part of a bigger thing. Like I, I was going to um, college. I didn't have a college degree. I was only um, 20 when Soleil was born. Um, so I was going to, you know, get my degree. I was going to try and, you know, better my circumstances. I was really taking control of my life in other ways. And I think uh-huh. that that empowered me to be able to come out. Yeah. And you know, that fear that you wouldn't find a woman who would want to partner with you as a single mom. I don't know enough about this. Is that a, now that you're, you know, older and more affirming of yourself, is that a realistic fear? Do you think is that, is that true in the lesbian community? I don't know about that. Well, I think that, um, when I was dating guys, it was a little bit easier because I feel like, uh, a child could possibly be an outcome of heterosexual sex, you know, right. um, in, in most, in most cases that could happen. Yes. Um, and so people, you know, are less, uh, are more willing to, to go there. Um, but it, it also had to do with the fact that, um, I was so young when she was born and, you know, yes. most, you know, 21 year old dykes are not looking to be a parent. Um, right. And so not quite right then anyway. Right, right, right. I mean, now, you know, my friends who are my age, like in their in their 30s are starting to think about becoming parents or adopting kids or having, you know, and um, and so and, you know, now I get to give them parenting advice because I have right. you know, a decade under my belt. But at the time when I was 20, you know, and I was parenting, um, it was uh, there wasn't anybody else. That makes sense. So sort of several things were coming together that were making that challenging. So then here you are, you're back in Portland, you're affirming yourself as a lesbian single mom. And I'm wondering, what were your concerns for your daughter? Um, Did you have fears for her about encountering prejudice and what that would be like for her? Or how did it, how did it shape how you were thinking about mothering her? Yeah. Well, um, I actually feel like we were really lucky to live in Portland um, because Portland ha- at that point had a non-discrimination policy um, and l- within the city. So um, so I felt protected 
um, in that way. And I felt like the culture was just more accepting. Um, the really hard thing um, was when I uh, came out to my family and my dad um, and stepmom especially, um, they had some concerns about um, Soleil being brought up, you know, in a lesbian lifestyle or um, they, they were really, they were concerned for her well-being um, with me, with me being gay. Specifically meaning like what it would be like for her not to have a dad in the house or what, what no, does that mean? Her no, well-being? I don't think, I don't think it was about that. Um, not necessarily single parenthood, but just, I don't know that I don't, I actually, we didn't really talk about it that much cause it was really painful for me to hear even just that much of, yes. of it. And so, um, I was worried, you know, we, we had a strained relationship for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So the, the just the fact that you were raising her in a way that was different was in some way threatening. Right. Yeah, I can yeah. understand that. And were there fears that you had for Soleil as she got older and went to school about what it would be like for her friends to learn about you and about, you know, your, if you lived with a woman at the time? Yeah. I mean, of course. Um, that elementary school playground is is a uh, a, it a rough can be a place. brutal place, can, yes. and I feel like any difference that kids have, um, other kids will seize on it. Um, but again, you know, I mean, there there were some some instances of that happening, um, but when I brought it to the school, um, and props to the Portland Public School Department, when I brought it to the school or brought it to the teachers, they were very supportive of me. Things were dressed addressed with the other kids immediately you know it was sort of a no tolerance sort of situation and I was I felt really lucky for that so you're saying there were a few incidents you brought them up and the school responded immediately and satisfactorily for you yeah yeah so I'd like to learn about those but I'd also like to bring Soleil into this conversation since it feels really wonderful to have you here Soleil so I want to ask you now um how did you first come to learn that your mom was lesbian? Well, I never really learned. She just was. Um, there was her one one boyfriend, I think, when I was very small. I barely remember him. I just remember sitting under his parents' kitchen dining room table one time. Uh-huh. Um, but she just always had women actually in fact it was kind of a shock to me that um men were different than women how do you mean what do you mean by that well when i was very very little um i had a picture book and it showed oh what's his name the guy who jumps over the candlestick uh oh jack be nimble jack be quick yeah Uh, (laughs) jack yeah jack um I said, oh, that must have hurt his vagina. And mom was like, actually, Soleil, men don't have vaginas. And I was like, huh? Right. So you were just really in a woman-centered world. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It was all about vaginas. (laughs) 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 That's so great. Because, you know, in mental health, which is the field that I work in, which is a very male-oriented world, the idea was that men were so afraid that women had had their penis cut off. And so it was, you know, the reference point being men. So what you're saying is the reference point for what was normal was actually being female mm-hmm. and how you looked at the world that way. So you, so you, your earliest memories is that if your mom was dating, she was dating a girl. 
Pretty much, yeah. Um, I know she had more girlfriends than this one, but um, the one that she had, we sometimes still stay around. She's not dating her anymore, but um, she was just there. She wasn't ever my mother or anything. She was just... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so what I'm sensing from you is like, this was just normal. This is just how it was. Yeah. Um, and do you remember like when you first started realizing like going, no, not everybody has moms that are dating women at their house or, you know, w- was there a point where you remember realizing like, oh, I guess there is some difference here. I'd not really. I I don't remember having any problems with it, but then again, I have a bad memory. Um, mom was just mom and the other kids' parents were just their mom and dad right i knew i had a dad once i don't remember him at all so i didn't really miss him or anything so uh-huh so because there wasn't a specific person that you remembered you didn't have a specific person to miss yeah uh-huh and at this are there times now when you have a wish that there was like an older man that you could go do things with no i'm terrified of men oh okay <laughs> and what do you mean terrified um, I feel really uncomfortable around men in general. Not boys my age, because they're so immature, they not really count. Um, but men in general just scare me. Uh-huh. Like, gay men don't scare me, but heterosexual men usually do, especially if they're drinking. Or, yeah. I see. So that's a pretty poignant thing that you're saying. I mean, I think so many images of straight men especially drunk straight men are frightening mm-hmm. yeah although i want to ask your mom about this because i can imagine that for your mom wanting you to feel comfortable with men is probably part of her wish as a mom and so i'm, I'm wondering how it is for you jen as the mom to hear so say that she's scared of men yeah well um that it doesn't feel great <laughs> um yeah. because uh you know i mean i soleil hasn't yet declared her sexual orientation um but i have i have my own thoughts about that and and you know i she may want to date men at some point and um you know that that would be difficult but it's also you know we have had a really um woman-centered kind of kind Mm -hmm. of life Uh, so when you say that would be difficult for her to date men what do you mean well i just think that um if she's if she's afraid of male oh, people you know right, what I mean that being would afraid would make it difficult right that it would that it would set up um an like an unhealthy balance in a relationship or it could so then uh, do you take it on yourself to find a way to ha- to introduce her to men that aren't scary or to like do you feel like that's part of your role to do somehow yeah i mean well you know we there are, there are men in in our family my brother-in-law and my uncle and my dad all spend time with soleil probably not a ton of time you know uh-huh. Um, and you know, the cousins who are younger and stuff like that. Uh, but you know, I just don't, I just don't have that many male friends. Yeah. Right. So you're really in a very woman centered world. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can appreciate that. This is WMPG. My name is Dr. Anne. This is safe space. And I'm talking to Jen Hodgson and her daughter Soleil about what it's been like to grow up with a lesbian mom and what it's been like as a mom, as a lesbian mom to be thinking about mothering here in Maine. Um, so, Soleil, I want to shift gears a little bit now and ask you, in school, were you 
were there times when you felt worried about how your friends would react if they found out that your mom was lesbian? No. Um, not that I remember. I mean, I'm sure she remembers little instances, but I'm pretty quick to jump on anyone's back who um, makes fun of gay or lesbian people, which is why nobody teases me about it because I know I will attack them. I see. And have you had to do that often? Um, not so much anymore. I did at the beginning of sixth grade and at the beginning of probably fifth or end of fourth when everyone started noticing that my mom dated women and showed up to school with women and stuff. Nobody teased me about it, but they just noticed. Then I see. So, and then they would make kind of gay jokes or make comments? Well, not about them in particular, just... Gay jokes in general, or like people say that's so gay, and I yell at whoever says that. But um, right, because certainly my impression is that comments about that are actually pretty common in school. Oh yeah, and um, I even tolerate like teachers don't say things about it often. Is that did, for instance? Do you ever see your teacher saying that's not okay to say, or does that become your job? That usually becomes my job, but most of the teachers are scared of the students in our school, so um. Oh, dear. <laughs> I see. So you're like the tough person on this subject. Pretty much. Um, my friends, like you, as you introduced me, are very fond of manga and anime. Uh, and a recurring theme is um, uh, one of the main characters finding out she's a lesbian. And a lot of those, they're discovering stories and what I hear about actual people is not very true. And... The writers are mostly men, and... I see, so it seems out of touch with your real experience. Well, yeah, um, but my friends just think it's exactly like that, and I'm like, no. Right. I want to shift now to your mom and ask your mom, what's your sense of that? Do you, do you observe that Soleil has had to put up with a lot of comments about you and about the women that you're with? And Um... I actually don't know about recently, but I know I can think of um, a couple of incidents in um, elementary school where she had come home upset that somebody had said something. Um, And there's one that actually is a story that um, my dad tells now um, that is, you know, that it really sort of um, hit home for him how homophobia um, affects people who aren't who aren't even maybe necessarily gay you know when Soleil told him a story about how kids at, on the playground were giving her a hard time about my sexual orientation and that sort of um, sort of changed his mind you know about about uh, you know it, it, it so, sort of solidified his opinions I guess it, you know in my favor <laughs> I see so there's something about his love for his granddaughter that the thought of someone saying something prejudicial that might hurt Soleil, now that got him. And then all of a sudden he could say, like, okay, wait, that is not okay. Right. Yeah, and I and and I want to be clear, I don't I don't think that my, my dad is homophobic. Um it, he, you know, has done a lot of work for equal rights in his profession and, and represented people who, um and worked with LGBT people and you know, but I think it's different. Um I think it was different when it was his child, you know, and um, his child who was responsible for his grandchild, you know, that, that he just had concerns about that. Sure, because we're so protective as parents and grandparents. Oh, yeah. We just want our child and our grandchild to have the, 
a life that doesn't have any wounding in it right. in any way. <laughs> <laughs> I understand about that. So um, I want to I want to come back to something that you said, Soleil, when you said, you know, your friends like they now know that you'll jump all over them. Um, you know, if they say a comment. And so at the beginning of the year, you know, you sort of established that and now they don't say it anymore. Well, yeah. And I just want to add, I think I remember the story that my grandpa heard. Um, I believe the kids chucked wood chips at me um, during wreck one time. I don't remember it that well. I suppose I blocked it out. But um, yeah, I uh, don't really hang out with what we call the populars with a capital P. Um, Right. And, uh, like, everyone, like, it, it, this sounds really horrible, but we have almost a hierarchy in our school, and we're second lowest, and below us is the nerd herd. Um, and they know not to say stuff like that, or I'll punch them in the face. <laughs> not really. <laughs> so, for those of you who couldn't see what just happened, her mom just looked at her and was like, What? So then, go on. So you you were just saying that kind of metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Okay, and what, what, by the way, what's your crowd called? There's the nerd um, herds, the populars. And well, we're kind of like those weirdos. We call ourselves manga heads. I see. we're just those weirdos who show up in school in tutus. I see. You're like the artsy kind of creative group. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So you're saying that like among your group and the nerd herds, they know to watch themselves around you, but around other groups, maybe they don't know? Well, I don't really have any enemies at school, so everyone's just like, she's the quiet one of them. Hmm. We won't mess with her, because we've seen her yell at the other kids. Um, Uh I don't, I told you this before, I don't really look like the lesbian mom's kid. Yeah, now that interested me, because what do you think the lesbian mom's kid looks like? I think they expect some kid with, like, hot pink hair or something and piercings and stuff to show up because, and, like, hairy legs and, like, that's what they imagine, like, a lesbian woman to look like when, actually, I know a lot of really attractive lesbian women. Right. Right. And so you're saying uh, you don't, you imagine that you don't fit some stereotype. Well, yeah. I I have the really sweet disposition, and I have, like, the big blue eyes that are just like, oh, dear. I see. So, so what I'm sensing is you have many sides to you, because you have that, but you also know how to, like, really stand up for somebody who says something discriminatory. You know how to really speak to that. Well, yeah. That's so half you're courageous. You're sweet and courageous. Well, that's <laughs> half of the reason the kids are afraid of me, because I look like this sweet little girl who just go with anything and then I'll jump on them how dare you say that I see I see so I want to ask you now a, a little bit of a different question which is is there a gay student or gay straight alliance at your school and are you part of kind of doing other kinds of things to support gay rights in your school no um, I'm not quite sure we're allowed to because my friend he goes to King and he tried to start a GSA and um, and that's a great straight alliance. Uh, and the principal told him he could not. And um, do you, do you, did he tell you why the principal said, told that to him? No, he didn't. I didn't go into it because he was very upset. But um, I'm afraid I will be physically injured if I start one in my school. 
And that seems like a really powerful thing to say. And tell me more about that. What gives you that feeling? Like I said before, the teachers in my school are scared of the kids, and that's just not because they're big and scary. Um, there's been a lot of fights at my school this year, and like one girl got seriously injured in a fight at the beginning of the year. And um, there's a couple kids who would not be afraid to attack you if you did something they thought was wrong. Or I see, and so right. they might think that being gay was wrong? Yes, they would. Um, and they would think that I um, identify as gay or whatever. They I would think that if you started a GSA? Yeah. I don't right now identify as gay or lesbian, but who knows? Right, but um, if you were to even create an organization that would be about making a safe place for people to even talk about those ideas, you would feel physically at risk. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to put a couple of my other friends on the line who identify as gay there's this one girl she's a very close friend of mine's friend um she is out in our school she walks her she had a girlfriend for a while she walked around holding her hand and stuff but she gets a lot of heck for that right now has and she ever been physically hurt not that i know of by a student i understand though that you know bullying takes many forms has she been verbally hurt Oh, yeah, um, they make up a lot of really stupid rumors about her, like she sees ghost trees in math class. I, I don't know about that one, but, um... I see, so they try to make her sound like she's crazy. Yeah, and in a way she is crazy, but not in the way that they think. I see. <laughs> well, we're all allowed our own personal form of craziness, but you well, feel like she gets really mistreated or... Yeah. People start rumors that can be very painful. I have a friend who I've known since I was very little, and I'm really protective of him, even though he's a great ahead of me. Um, and I'm afraid that he will be hurt. And he's not very strong, and he's not he can't stand up for himself that well. Um, and he gets a lot of heck from kids because he's that girl's friend. So... I see. So even standing with her, even like being her friend, is to put yourself at risk. Well, he does identify as bi, but not he's not out in our school. Yeah, so I want to switch gears now and just ask your mom a little bit about this, because I can imagine that hearing your child say that were she to publicly identify as gay, that she would feel physically at risk, that that's a pretty frightening thing to hear as a mom. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and we, we, we've we actually talked a lot about... Um, about GSAs, and I had encouraged Soleil to to start, you know, to maybe get involved with that or something. We do, um, I bring her to, um, there's an LGBTQ youth drop-in that's for um, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning and allied youth. Um, and and so I bring her to that. I, I advise there um, as a, an adult mentor, but um, I bring Soleil also for social, you know, to hang out or whatever. Um and so I was encouraging her to maybe, you know, do do some of that work in the school. Um, and uh, and she, you know, as as she said, is uh, is nervous about that, isn't really willing to to put herself out there. Yeah. And, and are you supportive of her deciding not to do that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I mean, it's a dis the whole thing is quite distressing to think about that. You know, I can imagine that there may be some parents listening to this show 
who may be fearing that you are somehow pressuring your daughter. People have an idea that sexual orientation is something that can be influenced or shaped or that is a choice and that they might be getting nervous hearing about this, that somehow you are pressuring your daughter in some way. And I wonder if people ever ask you that and I'd love to hear your answer to that. Yeah, well, um, it's something that I talked about, uh, that I thought about a lot when Soleil was little. There, there was a... Um, at the at that time, this this would have been in like two thousand two, two thousand one, two thousand two. There was a uh, Barbara Walters did an interview with um, kids with uh, uh, two guys who raised kids, and you know there was a study and does it make kids gay? And right. the, you know it, the, the research shows that um, while kids who are raised by gay parents may question their sexual orientation at a slightly higher rate than kids who are raised by straight parents um it the in the end the way it the way it comes out is that they're not any more likely to be gay um and you know the other thing the thing that kind of solidified it in my mind um and the thing that i tell people it's like if that was true, then all heterosexuals would have heterosexual kids. But um, in fact, <laughs> which, which in fact we know isn't true. <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. We're going to have to stop in a minute, but I wanted to check back with you, Soleil, and just see if there's anything um, you want to say to your mom about how she's doing with this. Do you feel like she's making it safe for you, at least at home, to explore this with her? Um, yeah, I think so. But I just wanted to say before we go that um I'm a f- I think my friend's parents might treat me differently than the other kids because they're afraid oh she has the lesbian mom I don't want her to go I don't want my kid to go over to their house my kid might come back gay uh-huh. and um so you they're afraid that somehow you would be like an influence on them yeah mm-hmm. when like I don't remember but um they should know that oh i'm confused okay (sighs) um that really we wouldn't help them be gay unless they told us that they were uncomfortable and that they thought that they did like their gender we would help them with that but we wouldn't make them gay right you too may be very powerful which is clear to me but you're not that powerful (laughs) (laughs) thank you both so much for being my guest tonight it's been really a pleasure to have you both my thanks also to jen who is doubling tonight mixing the sound and to maurice lennon for the music if you have a request or a suggestion for a future topic for the show, please email me at drannwmpg at gmail.com. That's dr.annewmpg at gmail.com. Uh, my guest next week is Darlene Huntress talking about Equality Maine. And coming up next is Money Talks with Allison.